0: uh, the news out of the u.s uh, you know going on in the last couple of days uh, with the uh, overturning of roe v Wade and if you don't know what that is where well, you can do research yeah it's it's huge isn't it and so many in the US and around the world have been praying for decades and and many, many leaders are standing up and uh, and for so long, I must admit myself, sometimes I've watched Lou Engle praying and fasting and, and running prayer things and I'm like, man, that dude has stamina. Uh, and there's many others like him, but, you know, I'm just using an example of, of men and women who have really stood the test and, uh, wow. So obviously it's not a complete... Uh, overturning of abor- abortion, so to speak, but it does allow states to now rule uh, in their own right as to whether they're going to allow abortion or not. So it's a huge thing. Uh, but it also shows the colours of guys like Joe Biden who say, what a dark day for America. I'm sorry, he, he is not a man of God and if you're supporting him, you're not going to like our church. Uh, it's just the way it is because uh, in this hour, there people are being shown for who they are. And uh, for all of Trump's buffoonery, he is the man who is responsible for this by putting in some great justices in America. And so he has a lot of credit for this, would you believe? And so credit where credit's due. Is that okay? Are you okay with me saying that this morning? Again, if you hate Trump, you probably won't love us. Not that we believe everything he does is magical. It's not. You know, he says some stupid things and he should never have been allowed a Twitter account, I don't think. But, but God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Uh, and so here we are at a, at a pivot point. We are at a pivot point. And so, but what it shows us is prayer is powerful and things can really happen when we as believers pray, stand, and, and, but then activate good things and good people, and that's what's happened in this case. It wasn't just prayer, it was prayer, but also people in positions of power, putting in good people in positions of power to make some godly decisions. Are you okay with that? Yes. I remember a few weeks ago, I needed a little bit of feedback, and a couple of people said afterwards, it's okay, we're with you, we're just absorbing what you're saying. Um, That's okay, you just keep absorbing. Well, I've changed track this morning, I've changed title, so I'm just going to go with it if that's okay, and um, so you never know where we're going to end up, um, but I want you to, if you can, turn to Ephesians 6, verse 10, Ephesians six, ten. 10, um, and what I've called this somehow this morning, I've called this, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling like this? Ephesians ticks 6:10 says a final word be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all the believers everywhere. It's a passage most of us are really, really familiar with, maybe even too familiar with. Um, That's why I've tried to read from a New Living Translation. Most of us will know it in NIV or New King James or something like that, it's great sometimes just get a fresh translation and a few words just, uh, you know, have some fresh, uh, yeah, thoughts on them and, and and fresh revelation, so to speak. And so what I felt this morning for us is that it is so easy to begin feeling um, in a way that isn't conducive to worshipping God and flowing in his word and living for him And we've got to remember that anything that opposes that is of the enemy. Anything that takes us away from feeling like we want to live for him is a fiery dart of the enemy. And we see clearly here the enemy has strategies to bring you and me down every day, every week. Those strategies do not stop. I don't think we ever gain full, perfection, victorious, cloud-like living here on earth. If, if we did, we probably would be in heaven. So we need to just check if we're still, still, still alive or not. But there, there is an enemy and there is victory. Victory is only found through Jesus and through his strategies. The Bible says here, which I've always found a little interesting, that uh, the enemy actually, let, let's read that. Um, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world and against the mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This is saying there are rulers and powers out there that are not of God. There are demonic forces. There are things that the enemy has set up all over cities and nations and regions And it's interesting because we're so westernized sometimes, we forget about this. We forget about the unseen world, the demonic realm, and and that realm out there. If we look at indigenous tribes and we look at all around the world, indigenous tribes recognize the spirit world. They recognize good and evil. Now, they maybe they haven't always recognized through our Lord and Savior Jesus, but, you know, a lot of them are on that journey. But they do recognize good and evil and the spirit world. And yet... We uh, generally, very, very generally speaking, Europeans and in the Western world have been very uh, desensitized to the spirit world. And so we don't like acknowledging that sometimes. But we have an enemy and his name is Satan. And he has fiery darts that he fires at you and at me every single day. And sometimes they're big ones, sometimes they're little ones. Sometimes they're just, you know, very, very small and they're just little thoughts that enter our head that make us feel lesser than, maybe make us aware of our fears and our anxieties and our insecurities and our weaknesses. Um, is this ringing true for anyone? And and so every single person in this room is a setup for the enemy because he knows your weaknesses, he knows your thoughts, he knows where you you let yourself down and you let others down, and he and even if you've let yourself down in an area, he'll then try and double that by giving you shame and guilt. So he'll compound interest it for you to make it feel even worse. But this is why we need repentance. This is why we need cleansing. This is why we need continual reminding of the cross, because that brings us back to a place of purity. But I want to remind you again of this question. Why am I feeling like this? Maybe you've been feeling a little bit dry. Maybe you've been feeling a little bit low spiritually, like you don't want to read God's word. What, what is this not doing anything for me? Well, I've realized something that if wood sits out in the rain, it's very hard to get the fire going. And I've I've got some wood recently that obviously has been sitting out in the rain. It's good red gum. I mean, it's fantastic. It smells nice and sounds nice. But I'm in there blowing this thing for hours trying to, you know, really get it going. It's smoking a little bit more than normal because it's been wet. Have you been wet spiritually? Have you been a little bit damp? It might take some blowing to actually get it. And maybe there'll be some sparks and some smoke coming out because it's been a while since you've had the fire burning. It's okay. It's okay. This is, this is why we worship. This is why we pray. And maybe even that has become hard for you. And then what it's going to take is actually activating the weapons of warfare that God has given you because no one can act them out for you. No one can fight that battle for you. People can pray for you. People can stand with you and agree with you. But ultimately, your salvation depends on you. Your victory depends on you. Your breakthrough depends on you. We need iron sharpening iron and we we need to be around people. But only you can gain that personal victory into that place of freedom and life. And that's why we've got to recognize you have an enemy. He does not want you reading the word of God. He doesn't want you sharp. He doesn't want you clear-minded. He doesn't want you fit and healthy and strong. And he knows that if there's areas of weakness, then he'll play on that area of weakness until he can weaken us enough so that we haven't got victory. We haven't got authority over our own lives, and therefore we become weak and feeble spiritually and physically. And it sometimes, and you might be thinking, wow, it's it's, it's going to take a lot to get me back. It doesn't. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute because the grace of God is always waiting for us. His, his hand is always waiting. And so if you're thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have to go on a 30-day water fast just to get back in the throne room. You're not. Look, it might do you some good. But you, you, you're not going to have to do that kind of stuff. He is waiting for you and for me. He's always waiting. And it's, it's because of that free gift that we actually sometimes take it for granted because it's so easy. It's so easy to just step back in. And then tomorrow, we're going to have to remember there will be fiery darts of the enemy. He'll say, oh, that was just a moment. That was just other people, you know, getting emotional spiritually yesterday at church. And now it's Monday again. You're back into the grind. And, you know, it's tough. Those same fears, those same anxieties. maybe, And there goes the fiery darts. Recognize his weapons recognize his strategies to bring you down, and then you become wise in those areas. I know many of you know this. Many of you activate. You know how he operates. But we got to be wise and smart and even cunning sometimes to know how to silence the enemy. Because when we carry authority, he has to be silent. When we carry that authority, he has to back off from our Region, And we might have to remind him a thousand times, a hundred times, ten times, whatever it is. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. The times are evil. The times are evil. Let's just face it. The times are evil. And there are many, many things that will probably play out in the next year, two years, five years until Jesus returns, there'll be all sorts of stuff. There'll be crazy things. Obviously, there's wars. There'll be rumors of wars. There'll be more wars. There'll be all sorts of things. The Bible talks about this stuff, famines and all sorts of things, earthquakes. And, uh, and, and it's not, you know, in, nothing is new under the sun, says Ecclesiastes. And so don't be fooled by the media. Do not be fooled by the media. I, I, I can't say that enough. But even, even if you've just watched a little bit of their language coming out, obviously from the US with Roe v. Wade, you're listening to them and it's like, hang on. So this is a bad thing that we're stopping this rule, which has so far killed 63 million American babies. This is actually a bad thing. And then in the same article or sentence, you will hear and read about us saving infants at our hospital here of some new condition and, and what a miraculous thing that is. I mean, it is foolish. It is foolish and demonic. And, and this is what the Bible's talking about. Some of this stuff we haven't, we need to realize this is the unseen world. This is the powers and rulers and authorities of the unseen world. And it, and it has sway in our media, it has sway in our universities, it has sway in a whole lot of our culture. But this is why we need to stand with the armor of God so we don't get swayed as well. Because it's, it's easy to sometimes. It's real easy to. I mean, Pride Month, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Everyone's got the colors on, all this sort of stuff. And it's great. It's not that we don't love people who are same-sex attracted. But at the end of the day, we should not be bullied and forced to celebrate that stuff. Because that's not God's righteous way of living. We just have to read that in the Bible. It doesn't mean we don't love. It doesn't mean we don't offer healing and hope for people of all sorts of stripes and colors. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean we have to celebrate that stuff. Don't be fooled. Do not be fooled by the media and by what culture celebrates right now as the pinnacles of of hope and freedom and love and all this sort of stuff. This is where we go back to the word of God, which is sharper than a double edged sword. And you know what? It does cut. It does cut sometimes. And it cuts through a whole lot of hogwash out there in the sound bites and all this sort of stuff in culture. And it actually brings truth and true hope and true healing and life because ultimately our society is crying out for healing. It's crying out for healing. And no other answer in life other than the hope of Jesus Christ can actually stand. And so we have to recognize the enemy's Uh, tactics, but then we also need to recognize that God has given us tools and weapons to use. He finishes this passage, Paul, by saying this in verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times. How long is it since you activated praying in tongues? How long is it since you activated praying in the Spirit? I mean praying in the Spirit. Actually got up, walked around a room or did something and actually prayed in the Spirit. Well, that's a weapon that God's given you. I want to encourage you, stir up that gift. Paul says, fan into flame the gift you received at the laying on of my hands. And I want to encourage you, fan into flame those gifts. Why are you feeling a little bit down? Because maybe it's been a while since you fanned into flame the gifts that you received at the laying on of hands. Or maybe you didn't receive it at the laying on of hands. But God's placed things in you, whether you speak in tongues or not, doesn't matter. But he's placed things in you by his Spirit. Why are you feeling a little bit damp or a little bit down? Maybe you need to activate those things. Maybe you need to operate in the spirit realm to gain authority over your little realm and take hold of those things and use them against the enemy. And it doesn't even need to be a warfare session where it's all about the enemy, but it might just be you actually gaining back your position of authority in your life, in your family, in your situation. And sometimes we have to do stuff to just shake ourselves in, out of lethargy, out of Australiana, out of just our culture, so that we actually realise, hey, I'm alive. I've said many times, Karen and I do some crazy stuff to to wake ourselves and remind ourselves that we're alive. And you, Karen took some girls to the gym yesterday to sort of you know get get activated and stuff. That's we do stuff. We do stuff in the natural to keep our bodies fit and healthy. We need to do the same thing in the Spirit. If you haven't prayed in the Spirit for a while, you need to, if you want to gain access and victory to the greater things. Because it's not going to happen with the person next to us praying for us. Sure, it will bless us, but ultimately we have the keys to break through. We have the keys. You have them. You have them. You might think, I don't even know what the keys are. Then just begin praying. Just begin praying. Just begin praying. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion, even when your footy team loses. I mean, it's, it's, it's courageous praying, isn't it? If you're a Crows fan, I mean, it's just wait till next year. I think we're interceding for 23. <laughs> Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This this is a really powerful passage of us remembering that we have authority. We have authority. You have authority that Jesus has given you that you don't need anyone else to sort of uh, anoint you and say okay now you can now you can operate against the enemy in this no if you believe in Jesus you have the tools. You have the weapons. My encouragement for you this morning is just what, I'm fe- what I felt from the Lord was to say that some are feeling a bit lesser than and a bit down and maybe not spiritually engaged. And there's a reason for it, and that's because we have an enemy and we are humanity and we're not engaged in the weapons of our warfare. We have an enemy. We are also humanity, as in we're humans, we're flesh and blood. So we're always going to have these two worlds that we're fighting And we need to recognize that. But unless we're activating the gifts of the Spirit, the flow of the Spirit, the Word of God, and the weapons that He's given us, the armor of God, then we will always feel lesser than. We will always be weak spiritually, and we will not take ground. The enemy loves that. He loves it if believers are more just weaker and weaker and weaker because they've forgotten about all this stuff. Uh, But then when we realize this stuff and we recognize it, then we come alive. We begin to come alive. And I I think God, He sends seasons of rain. He sends seasons of blessing. And He he steps in at various times. But I've been reading through 1 and 2 Kings and just fascinated at how many of the kings uh, of Jerusalem, even after David uh, and Solomon and great kings of, of old, um, you know, generation after generation, turning away from the Lord, allowing idols back in the temple, allowing prostitution, allowing uh, idol worship and other things and distractions and, and, and king after king, after King David, I'm talking about, kept allowing sin back in the land in, in Jerusalem and Judah and beyond. And, and it's fascinating how quickly a generation can turn away from the Lord. Unless we stand on his word and, and unless we actually stand on this stuff, activate these weapons, then, then it's one of those things that we've got to really say, Lord. And, and then I was reading, I think it's 1 Kings 22, I'm going to say. Um, Josiah is born and he becomes king quite early, 12, 14, something like that. Very young man. Imagine being king at that age. Wow, there'd be Nintendos everywhere. (laughs) But God, every now and then, God will step in and he'll bring revival to a land. But you know what? He uses men and women like you and me. Like you and me. Every now and then he just steps in and says, I've had enough. I've had enough of this sin. I've had enough of people not following after me and then and then he'll send someone like you and me who will be faithful. And Josiah I was reading interestingly enough after I think it was 18 years or it was quite a season of him already being king and, and this is he's serving after Quite a few kings before him, his fathers and grandfathers have turned away from the Lord and worshipped idols and done all sorts of demonic stuff, child sacrifice, all this sort of stuff. He comes in about 18 years into his reign, they rediscover the old covenant. They rediscover the Bible, the word of God. Can you believe that? After 18 years, they actually, oh, here's the scrolls, by the way. That's how far away a land can drift in one generation. It was actually a few generations But God has this way of bringing us back, bringing us back. That's why we pray for revival. That's why we pray for his outpouring, because we know we can't do it on our own, but he doesn't do it on his own either. Because for some reason, he loves you and me, and he loves us to participate in the kingdom and releasing the kingdom. You are a kingdom releaser. You are a weapon of his warfare. You are gifted and talented and called to be in the army of God for a reason, not just to warm out. They're not pews anymore, but warm the seats. You're called to be active in the warfare, active. Pray in the Spirit at all times. It's not easy. I've tried it for a a, a, when I was really, really vigilant reading this, and I'd take every word literally, I tried whole days of praying in the spirit. I'd get distracted onto lunch, and I'd be, ah, damn, I missed it. Uh, it's it's very difficult. But having a posture of prayer and awareness is something we can do, and so bringing things before Him, bring, being active, being aware, not being asleep spiritually, but but standing on his word. And if you haven't studied his word, read his word for a while, then let me tell you, the enemy is getting at you. That's why you're feeling like this. That's why you feel spiritually down because the word is sharp and it will sharpen your spirit. It will strengthen you. It will pierce you. Yes, it will convict you. Yes, it will cleanse you, but it will also strengthen you. And it will give you real uh, authority in your life that maybe you don't currently have. I want the worship team to come up Yeah, why don't we stand and um, worship is a great weapon. Uh, Worship is probably one of the easiest weapons, I feel anyway, for getting in the zone um, and actually say, uh, because the truth is you don't really have to do anything. (laughs) All you have to do is just sort of be aware of God and acknowledge him and begin worshipping him. So it's not something that takes a lot of effort. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of striving. It's not it's not something that you know is is physically hard to do. And so I just want us to lift our hands right now. Be aware of him. Be aware of him. And we're just going to worship for a minute or two. We're just going to acknowledge him. And I want those of you who maybe have felt like, why am I feeling like this? I don't want to worship. I don't want to pray anymore. God's boring. Church is boring. Everything else is so much more exciting. Well, that's the fiery darts of the enemy. That's the fiery darts of the enemy to cancel your authority, to cancel your freedom, to bring depression and anxiety and fear and sickness and demoralize you spiritually. It's all the attack of the enemy. It's all His stupid little weapons. But worship easily cancels that stuff out. Easily cancels that stuff out. And maybe you might be saying, well, pray in the Spirit. What does that mean? Praying in the Spirit just means praying enabled by the Spirit. It can be in English. It can be in Mandarin. It can be in French. It can be whatever language you want. We have some Mandarin speakers, actually, now that I say that. But but He also gives a spiritual language the gift of tongues, speaking of tongues. And it's one of those things that does confuse our mind, the Bible says, but He knows exactly what we're saying. Intercession, prayer in the Spirit. I want to encourage you, activate this gift. Even now as you're standing there, those of you who know how to operate in praying in the Spirit, I want you to begin to just activate this gift. Maybe it's been a while between drinks. It's time to drink again. Because we need spirit-filled believers who have authority to stand against the enemy. So, Lord, we look to you this morning. We lift our spirits, one with you, Lord Jesus. And we ask that you would come and meet with us. I pray for your power to be released in this house today. The power of the Holy Spirit. That you would come and empower us that You would come and fill us with Your Spirit. I want us as we worship now to really lift lift up the heavens as we worship, let go of stuff, begin to just lift up His name. You wanna do it in English? Go for it, the words are there. If you wanna do it in the spirit in tongues, you go for that too. But let's really use this next few minutes to operate in that spirit realm and just transact with heaven and just release heaven in this place.